This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Peter Sherman, broadcaster, businessman, and former conservative MPP. How's the Shermanator? Good afternoon, Shermanator. is great. Good to see you, John. Top of the afternoon to you. Stephen Holliday, the deputy mayor and counselor for Ward 2 at Tobacco Center. How's Stephen? Oh, I'm doing great. Glad to be here with you and glad to see my friends on the panel today. All right. Uh, and uh, amidst all of this collegiality, don't ruin it. David Wills, senior vice president of Media Profile. That's the leading Toronto public relations agency. Just happy to be invited, John. <laughs> okay. And lucky, too. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Right, listed on a piecemeal, day-by-day basis. Hey, listen, uh, before we get going on really uh, drilling down on things, this Trudeau blackface thing I was suggesting, you know, because Austin Matthews was uh, in the red face uh, mode yesterday, uh, but has, you know, just young people behaving badly, although Trudeau arguably at 29, you got to wonder, has that blackface thing all dissipated and gone away now, David Wills? Well, I don't think it's going to go away. I think it's going to dog him, but I think we're all a little surprised that it was met with a bit of a eh. Um, and, you know, I think that says a lot about the uh, the electorate's view on this election. And I think one of the things we may see is a low voter turnout because they're just, you know, and everybody. <laughs> okay. Uh, I get that. Uh, that's the sound of apathy. Yeah. That's it. That's the technical term. <laughs> All right. I was wondering, how do you spell that, by the way? Yeah. Spelling's not my thing. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, how do you see it, Stephen Holiday? I mean, this one disappeared well, real fast. I don't think so. I think blackface has become a household term for any of those households that weren't familiar with it before. Um, I think this has got people talking, and everywhere I've seen and heard this story keeps coming up again and again. I think it touched a nerve with Canadians. I think it's hit the emotional note. And I always go back to the principle of visual images are incredibly powerful. Stories like uh, SNC, Lavalin, and others take time to unpack and think about and watch evolve. This one is a split-second view of a video flashed on a television screen. Virtually every voter in Canada must have been exposed to it by now, and I think a lot of them will remember it. Is it enough to swing a vote? I'm not sure, but I think it's enough to change the minds of people. And uh, I think it will leave a bad taste in many people's mouths no matter who they were going to vote for. Peter, weigh in on this one. I mean, uh, all right, because this has some residual redounding effect on the... I don't think so. I don't think so. I I couldn't be more out of phase with my friend Stephen, and and I take uh, with some value what David Wills has put forward, which is the fact that uh, there there are people out there who are going to say things, but uh, at the end of the day, and I'm not putting words in your mouth, this is my phrase, this is a nothing burger. I'm not suggesting that it doesn't mean anything. I'm not demeaning the import of what has happened. I don't think the prime minister, whether he was prime minister or a young guy at the time, uh, should ever have done it. Nobody should have done it in modern times. This was something of minstrel shows in the 50s and 40s. But uh, uh, right now, we're talking about something that is not going to weigh into the election into the election. If you, if you had asked me what I thought of Trudeau, and you did, a month, two months ago, I would have said he's a jerk. And and so along comes blackface and brownface, and if you asked me what do I think of Trudeau, I'd say he's a jerk. All right, so and it's confirmation gonna, bias. Yes, I wasn't going to vote for him before. A lot of people weren't going to vote for him before. Some were. I think those same people, for the most part, aren't and are. You know, it's interesting because when you saw some uh, people running for, you know, in their ridings as MPs, uh, deflecting and uh, you know, running interference, what have you. I thought to myself, in many ways, you know, uh, this is the sad specter that if these people are elected and they get back in, 
they're nobodies because it really becomes effectively the same five, six people running the operation again. Jerry Butts is back in, isn't he, David? Well, he's back on the campaign. Right. He could ostensibly be back in the same familiar place. So we're uh, mm-hmm. going back to the future, so to speak. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think one of the things we're seeing is that we're, we're, we are a divided nation. I think the conservatives have done a good job, uh, as good as they can, on tapping into the what people don't like about Justin Trudeau. I think over time they have solidified that, and Justin Trudeau and the Liberals have done a very good job demonizing the conservatives. So you got these two camps that are each, you know, hitting around thirty-three, thirty-four percent of the of the vote, and they're solid. They seem to be. They don't seem to move very much, but it like. You know, you talked about confirmation bias, and the other thing is cognitive dissonance, where, you know, when the, when the liberals are presented with something that doesn't jive with their uh, their view of the leader, they immediately, they don't believe it at first, and then they make an excuse for it. And that's what we're seeing, like, you know, these long-winded things of, you know, you know I'm Adam Vaughn, and here's my reasons why I've forgiven Justin Trudeau. Nobody asked him the question, and he still came up with a three-page answer, and I think that's what we're seeing as well as being disingenuous, because if the shoe were on the other foot with Adam Vaughn, he'd put the dagger to the throat. Oh, it? can you imagine? Like, I I don't think Adam Vaughn had an opinion on Rob Ford when he embarrassed the city <laughs> on the nationals, on the international stage. But, right. you know, this one's different. All right. Uh, by the way, if it came to pass that we had a minority government, I mean, would that even be workable? Would that not be the death knell for the economy? Because let's just project, it would more than likely be either Elizabeth May or Jagmeet Singh, and both are very adamant that pipeline's not getting built, uh, you know, with their green agenda. We'd be pretty much snookered, wouldn't we, Stephen Holliday? Well, I guess it depends on the issue. Now, I, I guess I'm a bit biased, too, because the way that council politics happens where I am, there's constant coalitions being formed to get things passed. And, I, you know, you have to wonder on how this may turn out. Will it be a formal coalition government where there's a tie that binds the two of them, or will it be on an issue-by-issue basis? My hope would be it would be on issue-by-issue. Issue. That's how we roll at City Hall. Coalitions form to get things done, and well, you well, see stuff come out of City Hall. Okay, but what if the issue is the pipeline? Uh, we bought it for $4.5 billion. That well, thing basically is just a, maybe a white should, elephant. Maybe they would have to ask the conservatives if they would support them through on a vote. The liberals, the liberals would have to ask the, the conservatives if they would support them on a vote through that. We know what the answer would be. All right. Uh, so do you see it working out that way, sort of pragmatic uh, politics? Absolutely. And, and I have predicted a minority government on this show and, and uh, on other shows. I will predict it again. I reserve the right to be wrong because, as we've seen in the last week, things can change very rapidly. But as of now, you're looking at a minority of some stripe. So what happens in a minority? As Stephen has pointed out, if you're talking about the pipeline, which is uh, of great import to the liberals and it's a liberal minority, who's going to support that? Well, the conservatives are going to support that. If if you get onto something else that has to do with uh, a tax measure that pertains to climate change, for example, I suspect that you would find support in the NDP ranks or in the Green ranks or maybe in both. And I think what happens, and we saw it in Stephen Harper's uh, period of government governance, which lasted three different elections, two of which were minority governments, you stick handle. That's what you do. You pick your battles, and the battles are designed to attract the attention of one party or another or whatever you need to get over the hump and get the majority votes that are required. And I think it can be done, and I think that minority governments have proven themselves over time in Canada to be very healthy, and I think this is one of those times. All right, so if it's a minority conservative government, uh, do they get the Liberals on side if they proceed with the pipeline? Well, they would need to get enough of them, and I think Mm. that they could. I think there's enough of them on record um, you know, advocating for the pipeline. Whether those are the ones who get elected, I don't know. 
but you know, there's a lot in Ontario that supported of the Liberals. Uh, you know, I agree with Peter on this. I don't think that they, you know, every election, this hand wringing of, oh, you know, what's the coalition? They're never really coalitions, right? The we end up with, in some ways, better government because, uh, you know, the like with Stephen Harper, he was able to kind of keep at bay the fringes of his party, right? That all these people who wanted to open up abortion and all these other things, he could always just say, you know, no, we can't do that. And he was able to govern the way he actually wanted to. I think when Paul Martin was there, you know, Jack Layton extracted a lot of progressive things out of the Liberal Party that they always campaign on but didn't fulfill. And so I think we see those things. Stuff gets done because they have to listen to each other. I'm, add, I'm with Peter on this. I think it's a chance for good government. Well, and I, I would add, you know, we should not shy away from the thought of a of some sort of a coalition or, or deal-made parla- parliament. You know, it, 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 as to your point, it pushes the extreme issues off to the side. And we see that in the way that Toronto Council works. If you're an extreme voice, you're going to remain on the fringes because the deal making uh, ends up being a bit of a negotiation on a piece of public policy. And it's usually the popular opinions that come together to form what the answer is going to be at the end of the day. Um, it may push aside some very right-leaning policies, but I think there's also a lot of left-leaning policies that could make a lot of damage that will be left on the sidelines if a coalition was formed. If I can say, you often use Toronto Council as an example, understandably, because that's your daily experience, but we're talking about something very different when you use the word coalition. If we wind up with, with a situation where, let's suppose the Liberals had 160 seats, which is not a majority, and uh, Jagmeet Singh comes along and has 28 seats. If you add the 28 to the 160, you've got the makings of a majority. You could, they're both progressive parties. You offer Jagmeet Singh a couple of cabinet seats and make him finance minister. Maybe that's a bad example. Mm-hmm. Foreign affairs, a senior position. Uh, you could wind up with a true coalition government, the kind that you see in Italy, the kind that you see in France, the kind that you see in Israel, but not that you've seen in Canada. And so I'm, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm saying it could. I think the thing that's not part of the Canadian culture here is that you have to negotiate everything that you're going to do in a legislative agenda before you agree to a coalition. Yeah, I'm not sure that, you know, like in some ways maybe that would be good. I don't know. I'm not sure that... Uh, I'm not advocating. Like, I'm just saying that's a coalition, a real coalition. Yeah, like, you know, Bob Ray did it with um, uh, David Peterson, right. but it wasn't even a real true coalition. It was we're going to agree on the if you do these things, but not if you do these things. It was just sort of a statement of priorities, but nobody sat in cabinet. They didn't caucus together. Uh, it was more, you know, we, we, won't, you, we won't drag you down if you if you don't do this. Right. But, Let me, the, but the heavyweights are going to be the conservatives and the liberals with the most number of seats. And that's why I'm looking at saying if those two are the ones working together, you're going to have a slightly right of center policy because they're the two largest heavyweights, especially if you're on an issue by issue basis agreement going through. Uh, Peter, you're right. If there are certain issues that are quote-unquote progressive, there is that threat that the NDP are going to have uh, enough seats to tip the hand and and make the Liberals work. We won't really know until election night how the numbers shake out, but uh, it would be my hope that if it wasn't a Conservative majority, that the next best thing would be a a Liberal-Conservative coalition. A Conservative minority is difficult because... Uh, you know, you you take away the you know the Greens and the NDP for the most part because 
Nothing in the conservative uh, platform is lining up with that. So they have to govern from the center. They have to be appealing. And really what happens with those two, with the two bigger parties is, do you really want to trip an election on this? And then, you know, the liberals, if it was the conservatives, they're going to be thinking, are we going to gain or lose based on this issue? And they end up letting things go. That's what uh, Harper's success was. He made it very difficult for them to bring him down. Well, and of course, uh, you know, the conservatives could be put over the top with maybe the dozen or so seats from Maxine Bernier, no? A dozen or so. Okay. Sure. All right, all right. I'm just that's going to happen. I'm bets? clowning. <laughs> all right, hang on. Uh, Stephen, I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, when it comes to, you talk about the coalitions coming out of City Hall and uh, how the council seems to, you know, work in uh, conjunction or collude with each other on certain things. Uh, earlier in the week, I guess late last week, it was uh, determined by the Court of Appeal in Ontario, second level it went up to, that Doug Ford was in his right constitutionally to uh, change the council from 47 down to 25. Star Editorial came out earlier in a week saying uh, they ought to press this right up to the Supreme Court. you believe that? Uh, well, I do believe I voted against that. So last term, council gave the city solicitor authorization to go and appeal this all the way to the top. There are enough people incensed over it. I wish we weren't spending taxpayer resources on this because I agree with the decision of the courts, but I would not be surprised if that challenge progressed and uh, hopefully the uh, Supreme Court will side with the lower court ruling, although I do note there were some dissenting votes in the last ruling. That from was three to two as a narrow yeah, vote. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but we, we hope that uh, justice will prevail. And I will underscore that with, as the chair of the Special Committee on Governance, we met on issues around the down the reduced size council. And the city clerk came out with some really interesting information on statistics on meetings. Uh, and he proved that in the first seven months, we processed just as much business as we did in the previous council terms with more people, except we used less time to do it. And that means less resource and so the stats are starting to show that things are working great with a council of 25 plus a mayor. I hope it stays stable. Are you saving money in the process? Well, time will tell, but I will say this. Um, if there were 47 councillors plus a mayor, we would be pulling the staff city resources in all of those directions. At least now there's only 25 of us to pull the staff into those directions and send them on all of our pet projects and goose chases. So you have to save money when there's less of us around making demands. Is there an easy way to quantify that? I don't think so. But it's my experience that I think it makes for better government. By the way, uh, give us a breakdown of 25 councillors plus the mayor. Uh, how the vote go in terms of wanting to take this to the Supreme Court and rescind everything that Doug Ford did by lowering the number of councillors? Boy, I'm searching my memory banks, but I do recall losing that vote pretty bad. I think there was only a handful of us. I'm going to say roughly about one-third of the old council that said, you know, we agree with the reduced size. Bunch of mushy middle said, yeah, we just want to, we just want to fight this. And then uh, those to the extreme side of it just said, well, we want to fight the government. Yeah, well, they're not on their dime. Uh, I mean, score one for Dougie. There oh. you go. Doug. You, know what, you know what's he amazing right. about what I'm just hearing here is that, oh, it's a waste of money. We shouldn't do this. From the same people who are like, yeah, Doug, fight the carbon tax all the way to the Supreme Court and beyond. I've they're, never they're, agreed no with money, that. No money is too much money. Station, you know? so it's like, be, they're con different. be consistent. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> oh, I was consistent on that, Dave Wills. We asked that question right. on the show. Except for Stephen Holiday, The rest of them hawks <laughs> on their that. houses. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.